Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the City Place Church Podcast. Please join me in a moment of prayer before we get started. Heavenly Father, thank you for the person listening to this prayer. I ask that you would help open their mind and their heart and that you would speak directly to them through today's message. In the name of your son, my brother, Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Among the reeds and sent her female slave to get it. She opened it up and saw the baby. He was crying and she felt sorry for him. This is one of the Hebrew babies, she said. Then his sister said, Pharaoh's daughter, um, shall I go and get one of the Hebrew women to nurse the baby for you? Yes, go, she answered. So the girl went and got the baby's mother. Pharaoh said to her, take this baby and nurse him for me and I will pay you. She's blessed. OK, um, so the women took the woman took the baby and nursed him. When the child grew older, she took him to Pharaoh's daughter and he became her son. She named him Moses. Can you say Moses? Moses. Saying I drew him out of the water. Just a few more verses. Um, Verse 11, it says, many years later, when Moses had grown up, he went out to visit his own people, the Hebrews, and saw how hard they were forced to work. During his visit, he saw an Egyptian beating one of his fellow Hebrews. After looking in all directions to make sure no one was watching, Moses killed the Egyptian and hid the body in the sand. The next day, when Moses went out to visit his people again, he saw two Hebrews, two Hebrew men fighting saying, why are you beating up your friend? Moses said to one who had started the fight. The man replied, who appointed you to be our prince and judge? Are you going to kill me as you killed that Egyptian yesterday? Then Moses was afraid, thinking, everyone knows what I did. And sure enough, Pharaoh heard what had happened. What had happened was, okay, um, and he tried to kill Moses. But Moses fled from Pharaoh and went to live in the land of Midian. When Moses arrived in Midian, he sat down beside the well. Let me read that verse, underscore that verse in your hearing just one more time. That last verse, it says, but Moses fled to Pharaoh from Pharaoh and went to live in the land of Midian. When Moses arrived in Midian, he sat down beside a well. Before we pray, let's just pray real quick. Bow your head real quick. Heavenly Father, hide me behind your text that you and you only will be seen today. Will you speak through me, through these lips, the word that penetrates it empowers, it challenges, and it renews. We thank you for what you're going to do. Now, we bind the enemy from distraction, from hindrance, and we thank you for the plan that's perfect. In Jesus' precious name, and everybody said, amen. amen. On your way down, if you can tell your neighbor my title for today, it's Full Circle Water Baby. Full Circle Water Baby. Unique title. It'll make sense at the end. Unique title. You know, what I realized uh, growing up is that nothing was wasted. And oftentimes when you're in the process of growing up, you don't often anticipate the things you're going to go through. And you think, why am I going through that? Why did I meet him? Why did I get in trouble? Why did I do that? 
And why did this or why is this happening in my life? And and I realize now and I'm in, in the middle of a thing that was powerful worship in the middle of a thing where God is um, that I'm currently asking the question, what's going on now? OK, here we meet a man named Moses. Now, before we get to this man named Moses, um, we have to paint the picture as to um, what was happening during the time. OK, Joseph, who was blessed. Can you say blessed? He was blessed, brought prosperity and richness to the nation of Israel. They had left one place because there was a wilderness moment. It was a pandemic for for uh, comparisons. And people went from where they were in the land of the Hebrews to Egypt. And God gave Joseph some wisdom that preserved the land and the people were increasing. Pharaoh, who loved Joseph, died. And a new Pharaoh, a new king, a new boss showed up on the scene. Some of us know this. We loved our former boss and then they retired and then they brought in that new cat. I don't know about his or her leadership. Come on. Have we been there? We've been there before. Right. We go somewhere and we love it. And then that new that new guy walked in. I don't like how he says what he says. Right. OK. Let me just back up. All right. Y'all not ready for me yet. OK. So um, the, the unique facet about um, this is happening is the new Pharaoh saw that most of the people were the Israelites. And he said, no, no, no. Hold up. Uh, if war were to break out, they would turn on us. So, you know what? Let's put. Some pressure on them. Let's let's um, apply. Let's, let's put some slave owners on them. Let's work them. Let's create just opportunities for them to work doing a little extra. Have, have you been in a situation where your new boss or new scenario causing you to do a little too much? You're like, man, it don't take all of that. But he like you're required to do this and submit it by Monday morning. Right. Am I just the only one? OK, I'm just making sure I'm not alone. Right. So the unique facet about it is he causes this this the, these Hebrews to do extra and he starts putting burdens on them. But the crazy thing about the burden is as you put pressure on the people of God, there's something about the pressure that produces more. So if you got pressure on you, see it with perspective because he's in the middle of it. Um, you probably can do more in this season. It's just an amen. This is just a precursor. OK. And and as, as we get into the text, it was a trip. It got hefty and lofty. And and he said, that's not enough to put pressure on them. What I'm going to do is actually uh, uh, apply more pressure. Um, there's too many Boys being born. So how about I got an idea. <laughs> this will be good. Let's kill them. Let's kill all the men and the girls can live. And and you know what? Let, let's just throw them in the Nile River. Let's take them out. It reminds me of when Jesus was born. Herod, the Tetrarch, came and wanted to take out the generation to stop the promise. But friend, you cannot stop the promise of God. Pressure can't stop. Brick laying can't stop. Building new cities can't stop. You can't apply something to me that will stop what God wants to do in my life. That's a good place to say amen this morning. 
As we dig a little bit deeper into this text, we see that the situation popped off. They tried to kill every boy, um, every boy and keep the girls. um, And uh, a mom got married to a dad Two in love had a child. And the scripture says that the baby was beautiful. Okay, and she hid him until she could hide him no more. Seeing her son, it's incredible to underscore that the mom never was recorded giving the son a name. That's unique. The mom never, maybe she did, but it wasn't captured, even though Moses is the one that pinned it. Anyway, that's that's for you Bible geeks out there, you know. Um, uh, there's some unique facet about this that mom took a basket, okay, put some tar and some pitch and had to trust the fact that she put her only beautiful son on the river. Now, where are my moms at in this room? Anybody? Moms? Can you say, oh, yeah, I'm a mom. Would you put your little son on a river? If you're Spanish, would you put your little hito on, on the river? Little Nino. Like what? Like that sounds crazy. And yet she did trusting the God of heaven. But what was cool is Moses had a sister. Okay. And anybody got a little brother? Anybody got a little brother? Okay. Or a little sibling. Moses had a sister and her name was Marion. And and as moms put the child on the river, um, Marion began to watch and to see and and walk. And this baby floated and Pharaoh's daughter began to come out to bathe. They didn't have, um, you know, what we have, to, uh, you know, close it. They didn't have they didn't have all that. They had to go out. Soap, water, attendant, bathe. Watch my back. Watch my back. OK. And 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 all of a sudden, mom's or excuse me, Pharaoh's daughter saw in the distance. Uh, uh, what is that basket? Um, can you go? Can you go grab that basket just for a second? So, so um, the the attendant went and, and grabbed the basket and and opened it up. And come on, you you know what happens when when you see the face of a crying baby mom? Like all of a sudden, you like. Come on, you did it. You did it. I set you up well, right? Your reaction was, um, um, oh, crazy thing is the sister at that time, Miriam, she's, she's bad all by herself, was sitting there watching in the cut, looking in the cut. And right at the moment she saw, oh, hey, you want me to go find, uh, right? Somebody that can nurse him, knowing that's her brother, knowing that is her mom and knowing, yeah, go. And I'll pay you. See, sometimes um, difficult situations just cause for us to pause and look because God wants to supply where pressure is being applied. I'm just saying it's not all difficult on purpose. Sometimes difficulty is a setup for blessing. Sometimes resistance is a setup with an opportunity all tucked up in. You need to just see and be quiet for a moment until it's the moment to speak up. She brought moms back and moms talked to Pharaoh's daughter and she said, uh, I'm going to hook you up. Just feed the boy. 
you know, until you can't and bring him back. So moms who had to let go of her son already saw God moving in her faith on the river. And she got a chance to be with her boy. So you got to see God in every single thing. Y'all just turned seven years old, right? As a church. Happy birthday, City Place Church. Now, I got to be honest, your birthday was on February 26th, and that was my birthday, too. Praise the Lord. So I was shouting with y'all. You know, it was exciting. It was awesome. Okay. When I heard, but seven is a critical number in your future. Notice I didn't say present. Okay. We'll circle back. We having fun already. Okay. Um, You you have to know that in the process of God preparing us, there's something he is bringing to us. Let's let's go a little bit deeper. Let's let's go a little bit deeper. Okay. Um, she she um, the, the Pharaoh's daughter, she drew Moses out of the water. And the clarifying statement is that she says, I'm going to name you. Moses. That's going to be important. I'm getting ahead of myself. But. What happens when some people make it and other people don't? Moses was put in a basket with tar and pitch and got rescued. What about the mom on Fifth Street that got pressured and prodded to release her son and they died? Why Moses? Why in this time okay, of pressure did only a few make it? Everybody can't celebrate like this mama. And yet God was setting up something. We'll, we'll circle back to that. Full circle, water baby. Verse 11, it says many years later. Okay, if you could put that scripture up for me, Doc. Um, uh, Verse 11 says many years later, when Moses had grown up, he went out to visit his people, the Hebrews, and he saw how hard they were forced to work. Let's just stop for a second. We just went through a couple of years of craziness in our country. If you just pause just for a second and take a moment just to peer through the scope of a television lens, of a phone lens, of anything that communicates, there's something that you see that incenses emotion regarding something. I don't know about you, but it was it was right as the quarantine was starting, I I saw something that caused me almost to lose my character. To see things take place on all sides and every technological facet wants you to choose a side. And I'm I'm not 
uh, here to tell you what side to choose. But everything and everyone wants you to choose some point and some view. And the scenario here is we were seeing all kinds of things that caused mixed emotions. And most of us were by ourselves or with our family, tired of seeing our family because we only had a wall that parted us. I love you, but you need to go somewhere else. <laughs> Come on. Right. My son got tired of me right there next to him trying to work out next to him. And he's like, oh, please, dad. Right. There is there is uh, there's something to that. Moses went outside and was peering off, looking and observing what was taking place. He was observing okay, um, that he saw how hard they forced the people to work. Simple question. You're here today. God has preserved you. When's the last time you observed the life around you? Some of us are so busy that we don't even have an opportunity to look and preserve or observe anything. Some of us are so inundated okay, with tasks and details and I'm not absent from it, friend. If you only knew, I'm not absent from it. Some of us are so inundated with details and stuff that we cannot even see clearly. And yet Moses, for a moment, got a clear opportunity to peer off and see an Egyptian. Oh, he hit him. Mm. Why? Why is he? See, this is what I love about Moses. And I love about people that he, he said, you know, I'm not going to sit in the back and just wait any longer. I, I, I'm going to take my happy self down. OK, and 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 I'm going to speak up. And there's some situations that you need not to be silent. You need to say something. So Moses went down there and. I was cool when he just said something, maybe pushed him. Hey, why, why are you doing this? But Moses, the, the scripture said that Moses looked to the left. This is King James now to, to, to the left and, and, and to the right and said, I'm justice. Beat him, killed him, dead. Come on, y'all got to see the picture. The Bible is the best book ever. Sometimes we read it black and white text, but there is life, humanity, color, situation. And if you live a life like I live a life, we got issues, friend. And sometimes we go into the house, we got moves. I, I don't know why you're talking to me. I don't know why you're talking to me. Uh, what, what did you do? Your boss? No, not my boss. Just leave out of here. You know, that, that we got issues. And yet Moses took himself down and he killed the man. Now, I appreciate the justice on his heart, and I appreciate that he didn't want to just sit there and watch. The calling started to arise from within. He started to see something, and he went down and executed justice for himself. Could it be Moses was comfortable? Because honestly, he was too Egyptian to be Hebrew and too Hebrew to be Egyptian. He knew his brothers were Hebrew. 
But he was raised with Pharaoh's daughter, got used to the food and the clothes. He looked like them. The Bible says that he and you can put the scripture up. You're the man. Okay. Uh, the Bible says he he began to dig out sand and 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 bury him. Now, question. <laughs> um, how do you think nobody didn't see you? I mean, some of us think we slick, like we do some and we like, ain't nobody looking. I used to, when I was a kid, it was super crazy. I used to uh, think that uh, God never saw me. <laughs> That's stupid. Just, just young people, if you know, you, yeah, God sees everything. I would look around and my eyes would not see anything. My eyes couldn't see, but I didn't realize that the Lord is higher and he can see my big ball head. I had hair then. You see my son, he got beautiful hair. Okay, I, 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 got, I had hair then. He could see my intentions afar off. So God saw to it that Moses was seen. Okay? I'm all this set up to run, okay? This is this is what's what's going on. Moses realized this. Um, um, and because the next day he saw he did the same thing. He's taking action. The calling is beginning to surface the empowerment. And, you know, when you recognize and realize that um, when you start feeling a call, you start feeling an ability to affect change. Something is provoked. I cannot sit back. I cannot. I got a singing gift. I got a right. I can administrate. I can coordinate. I can develop. I can design. I can't sit on this ability that God put in me. I got to do something. So two days in a row, Moses went down and he saw his Hebrew brothers fighting. He saw the one that instigated the matter and he ran up on Joker and he said, yo, yo, yo. This is my language. OK. Um. Why are you fighting your brother? Bruh. And first thing, he responds back, who made you prince? Well, technically, God did. <laughs> but uh, that's just, <laughs> Moses was the prince. Okay. Um, but uh, who made you prince and ruler over me? Are you going to kill me? Like you did that brother that you think nobody didn't see you yesterday, dig that grave and put it in the sand. We saw all you. We were talking. We were tweeting it. We were posting it. You don't even got a Twitter account. But you over. Right. <laughs> and Moses. Oh, snap. <laughs> they saw me. Oh, they they. Perhaps uh, they saw me. It says everyone knows what I did. And that was fact because even the king, Pharaoh, heard of it and tried to kill him. And so here's where we establish this whole message on. OK, um, first point, if you're taking notes, super simple. Moses fled to Midian. Moses fled to Midian. 
First question is this. What would cause a person to run? What would cause you to run from the thing that you know that you're called to be? What would cause us to run from responsibility? What would cause us to run from unique situations that God set up to prepare you? Don't you realize that everything is preparation? Everything is training. Everything is putting you in the position to develop you. Do you think God brought you to City Place Church, a church called City, where there is a place where God can indwell within that he would draw men unto you so that you can draw them and show them the king? Moses fled to Midian. He fled. What would cause us to run? Some of us have been running all our life from confrontation. And maybe we're not physically running like Moses was, but we can just swipe away. We can just tuck it away. Some of us are professional avoiders. We see a scenario. Mm. <laughs> Michael, oh, come on. I, am I the only? I, I know I'm not. Okay, but 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 Moses fled to Midian. He fled to Midian. Now, Midian is significant for me. Midian is significant. Number one, Midian is a location where there's wilderness. Wilderness. Can you say that? Wilderness? Wilderness. Wilderness is uh, simply described as a dry place where there's minimal, minimalistic lack of resources. He fled from a prosperous place with water, blessing, and fame to Midian. Isn't it apropos that when we get found out, God causes our feet to run to a dry place? Would it ever would you ever believe that God is the water? And the place that we run to requires us to look to the water? Just a thought. Just a thought. The word Midian means strife. Can you say strife? It means strife, okay? It means strife. Let, let me define it a couple of ways, okay? Because I want to park here just for a moment, all right? Um, uh, it's, it, simple definition is, is angry or bitter disagreement over fundamental, fundamental issues, conflict, okay? The dictionary describes it as bickering, arguing, perhaps a heated disagreement or an angry undercurrent. The state or act of fighting or arguing violently. Now, question, question. Have you ever had a good old fashioned argument? And what I love about it is the room gets quiet. <laughs> because some of us like, I did that this morning. <laughs> some of us are like, man, I've had a life of strife. Some of us are like, why is this old big head preacher talking to me today? 
but he ran to a dry place that the meaning of this place was strife. Would you believe that strife could be an evil spirit that creates an atmosphere that causes a disconnection between you and what God has called you to? Perhaps strife is, is, is a setup, it's a trap that, that, that is laid for marriages to go different directions. For you to quit on the reason why you started. For you to tap out prior to even finishing. Let me just encourage you, don't finish or don't quit. Don't pull back. Keep running. If you're running, you got the strength to run. Keep on running. Run to this dry place. Run to this spot. But here's where I want to think about. Moses was born in a time of captivity. He was born in a strife season. And what in the world is that? Born when other people should have died. Born and he, he was born in this time. And yet he ran to strife. He ran to this place. He parked his car to this place. Okay. Um, uh, it, I said this earlier, but perhaps God sent him there. Perhaps God directed this season of your life. See, I, I was with Pastor Damon and Pastor Taisha as God was birthing this church in their hearts. And I know there's dreams and things that God has given them prior. But could it be that year seven is the completion of preparation? So that now he can start adding. He can start multiplying. He can start renewing the dreams and the possibilities that you have. I know dreams are in your mission statement. Could it be that this was a setup all along? Look, when, when I had my child, both of them, check this out. People were waiting. People were anticipating. There was a beautiful room. We had a time. We knew, if anything, it was... It's going to be within the next 24 hours. But who was waiting on this child to be born? Right? This is the crazy facet. Sorry, my phone is somehow going off. I just want to pause and let you know, okay, that Moses' name means to be drawn out. Born in conflict, drawn out. He ran to Midian. And I think it's apropos that he sat down by a well. He sat down by a well. All this to say, friends, that Moses was drawn out of water. And he sat down by a well. Can you say sat down? sat down? He sat down by a well. 
I think that is extremely important that a man sits down by a well. Okay, you're drawn out of water and yet you sit. The first place you sit down is by a well. Wells are so significant in the scripture. Okay, Genesis 26. This is a simple verse to you. Genesis 26, 18 states, and Isaac dug again the wells of water, which they had dug in the days of Abraham, his father. For the Philistines had stopped them up after the death of Abraham. He called them by the names which his father had called them. This is just a simple undercurrent score of the multiplicity of wells that show up. You understand people got married at wells, people survived at wells, okay? People walked to wells, people talked by wells, and Moses somehow, after murdering a man, ran to a dry place in space and sat down by a well. I think it's funny that the man who was called to deliver his people, the first thing he did was deliver some women from the pressure of people trying to take their space. He sat down by the well. In the well is some of the most pure, lively, refreshing, needed water. Moses was drawn out. Simple message. ran to a dry space, and he sat down. See, I believe that God is bringing this church full circle. The origin of why it was called to be here. It's time for something powerful to blaze forth. The water baby grew up. He grew up. Wells were significant, friend. Could it be he was pulled out of something only to be drawn back to it? Perhaps all these years, God has been shaping you so that you can go get your family. All these years, God has been prepping you so that you can go back to that workplace with that crazy boss and actually have the fortitude and the wisdom to speak truth. Right. Perhaps this is the season that your dreams will become possibilities. Because. He was drawn out. It says this in in John chapter four, and I'm just going to read. I have a bunch of verses, but I'm only going to read two. Okay. John chapter four, verses six, and we'll jump to 14. It says, now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied from his journey, sat thus by the well. It was about the sixth hour. It says in verse 14, you can skip down to that. It says, but whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst, but the water that I shall give him will become in him a foundation of water springing up into everlasting life. See, Jesus recognized this. Jesus was tired. 
He was in a drive space. And the master, the king, indwelled in a human body, parked his car and sat down by a well, all to meet a woman. Where are my ladies at today? And this woman, if you've read the scripture, you know this woman. This woman, for me, reflects everybody because she wasn't accepted. She made some mistakes. Is anybody perfect in this place? I just need to know. Okay, I was hoping that somebody would raise their hand. This, this woman discovered something that was living. Do you know distilled water is the purest water? And the only thing that can be seen like it, embodied form, is the living water. Jesus. Okay. Can you bow your head just for a second? I want to ask you just a simple question, friend. Is this a season of strife? Are you striving in this season? Are you are you uh, uh, wrestling with something? Perhaps you're wrestling with your calling. You're wrestling with your reason. You're wrestling with what should I do in this season? Perhaps you're you're wrestling with your identity. Wrestling with should I go left or right? Should I give more or should I release it all? Should I care about this thing, Lord, or should I just let it go? There's been some conflict in you. And I believe wholeheartedly that God is bringing you full circle. Friends, if, if this, some part of this message grabbed you, the simplicity of a man's story running in a dry space grabbed you. I want to pray for you. Also, if Jesus is sitting down at a well and wants you to know him, and you're this woman walking in a dry, high time of the day, and you need living water, I want to invite you to pray. Friend, if you don't know the Lord, if you don't know Jesus as your Savior, the Bible says in Romans that you can confess with your heart and believe that Jesus is the Christ and he will indwell in you. So I'm going to pray. I'm going to invite those. If you can, all heads bowed, eyes closed. If that's you, just by show of hands, you can raise your hand lightly. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. I want you to repeat after me. You'll be the lead singers, but everyone repeat after me. They'll be the choir. Would you say, precious Lord, I thank you today for this great opportunity. I make a choice to give my life to you, but I acknowledge my ways. I repent of all my sin, all my wrath, and my craziness. You see me when I'm digging ditches. You're see, you see me when I do my angle things. 
And I just want to be honest. I need you, Lord. So I acknowledge you as the Christ. Would you save me? Would you change me? Lord, you died for me. I want to live for you with all that I am and all that I can be. Would you be my Lord and my leader today? I'm a Christ follower now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Can you put those hands together? There you go. God bless you, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. We hope that you've been encouraged by today's message. Stay connected by subscribing to the City Place Church podcast, following us on Instagram, checking us out on Facebook, or by visiting our website, www.cityplacechurch.com. Enjoy the rest of your day.